This podcast is brought to you by A Hotel Life, an award-winning travel website and community founded by Ben Pundell. This episode features Dylan McDermott, actor, activist and traveller. Dylan, thank you so, so much for joining. I'm going to probably butcher this introduction, but I have been so excited about it because, because it's fun and it's quarantine and yes. there are no rules. Yes. And there are absolutely <laughs> no rules. That's right, so, man. No uh, rules. Your, your, first, your first film was still Magnolias opposite Julia Roberts. You then acted in the line of fire, Clint Eastwood movie. You've been in Perks of a Wallflower. You won a Golden Globe for The Practice. You've been nominated for a slew of Emmys numerous, numerous times. And you've got a new uh, show on Netflix that launches on Friday, which we look forward to hearing about. And more importantly than any of that, you are a world traveller, an advocate for social justice, an animal lover, a very, very nice and a very, very well-dressed man. And that's... (laughs) Thank you. That's all the important stuff. Most importantly, so, yes, there we that's go. Right. That's it. I'm not <laughs> But you are too, Ben. We wouldn't be having this conversation. No. We would not we would be not. having this conversation if it wasn't for a very special friend, a great friend of yours, which is how we, we met and how we know each other. And that is Mr. Frank Roberts. And it's actually his birthday today. So very, very happy birthday to you, Frank. Virtual birthday, Frank. Virtual birthday, Frank, from Dylan and I. <laughs> Dylan, before, before we get started, where are you? How are you? Where are you quarantining? I'm in Los Angeles, yes. Uh, you know, Knockwood. My daughter lived with me for a while, which was incredible. You know, there's some great things that's, that has happened in this quarantine, and one of them being that I got to spend time with my eldest daughter, Coco. Um, and she came and she lived with me for a month. And I got to tell you, Man. I think it's been the, the happiest I've ever been because of my oh. relationship to her really deepened and we got to know each other in ways we never knew each other before. You know, she cooked for me and we, we hung out and we laughed and took walks and uh, we were with my dog Otis and, and now my youngest daughter's coming back and I get to do the same thing with her. She'll spend a month with me. Maybe before, you know, we're all looking for a, an escape. I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta run, I got work to do, I, I gotta, you know, hang out with my friends. But now I think, you know, this lockdown has been really, for me, it's been uh, focusing on, on relationship. It's crazy, isn't it? We spend most of our lives being so busy that we don't have time for the ones we care about most. So that, that, mm-hmm. that is most certainly a silver lining. Tansy just sent a heart on the chat, although I know I'm driving up, driving up the hearts. <laughs> um, but, but... <laughs> so, so do you not get to see your daughters at the same time? You know, I do, um, but my youngest was in Texas with her mom, so I didn't get to see her for six weeks. She just came back last night, so I'm really excited to spend time with her and where neither of us are, have to do anything. She has to go to, you know, Zoom school, if you will, um, but I'm really excited about, you know, spending some good time with her. So, personally, we shouldn't worry about you. We shouldn't worry no. about you. You're there. No. You've got, you've got artists who hopefully will come and join us in a, in a second. Yeah. How about things professionally? Because you can't leave the house, obviously, and uh, your profession dictates that you mm-hmm. should. So how, how are things mm-hmm. professionally? 
I have uh, the show on Netflix coming out on Friday called Hollywood, which is fantastic. And I think people are going to really enjoy it. Seven episodes. You can binge it probably in two days. So that's great. But the future is probably not so great. Uh, trying to figure it out. I think without a vaccine, we're all sort of left with, well, this is our new life. You know, this is the way it looks like. Is it going to be gloves and masks and and glasses for a while? And the answer probably is yes. Um, I went out yesterday for the first time, and it's a different world than what you and I knew mm. six weeks ago. Yeah. And I think this is the way it's going to be until we get a vaccine. Um, I think we're all going to be careful. But in my business, you know, there's hair, there's makeup, there's wardrobe, there's people around you touching you. What does that look like? I was in a movie with, um, in the middle of a movie with Will Smith, and we had a shutdown called King Richard. What does that look like when we go back? It's, it's, it's kind of like a big question mark for everybody. What, what does the world look like? Mm. You know, what does your business look like? What does the hotel business look like? You know? We're on hold. The whole hospitality travel industry, as you probably know, is, is on pause. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's very, very sad. A lot of people are out of work. A lot of people mm -hmm. are furloughed. But I think we're a very resilient bunch, though. And yeah. people need entertainment. People mm -hmm. need entertainment more than ever. I saw the trailers for Hollywood last mm -hmm. night. Blew my mind. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> it's, what we, it's what we need right now. That's true. Yeah entertainment that's that that's yeah. what we need it's high quality beautiful visual entertainment yeah it's just it, it, escapism really and i think that we need a little bit of that uh right now i don't think anybody wants to deal with reality and that's what movies are for or limited series are for to sort of like shut your mind off and go I, i'm going to switch gears for a second because You've got a love of two things that everybody watching here has, and that is hospitality and travel. You were a bartender at a young age in, mm -hmm. in New York. From what I've heard, stories used to sneak into Studio 54 mm -hmm. and the Mud Club and, and, and other clubs in and around New York, and apparently may still do. You've also traveled the world, and, and travel is a huge passion of yours. I know that. I've seen you in various countries. But where does that passion for travel come from? Well, I think, you know, I'm actually I'm writing my memoir which has been amazing for this quarantine because I get to do it every day. And one of the things I've been writing about a lot, because when I was a kid, I lived in fantasy. And I grew up you know, with no money, very poor. And I used to fantasize all the time about somewhere else, where that was, where is somewhere else? Because I, I knew I didn't want to be here where I was. So I would sort of make up elaborate stories about the world and, you know, um, Bologna. I want to be in Bologna. I've never been to Bologna, but I was just like, I want to be in Bologna because it sounded like baloney. And I was, um, and I would fantasize about other places, you know, and I would fantasize just about the world and what it was like. And, and so when I got to travel for the first time, I think the first time I traveled was my first film, Hamburger Hill. I went to the Philippines. I got to see a whole different world of Southeast Asia. And it was fascinating to me. And I just got turned on because I take pictures. And uh, I actually did a show at the edition uh, that uh, mm -hmm. Frank produced. Um, and I take mm -hmm. pictures. So I, I, love to, I love to go to different places and take my camera and just, like, get lost. And I think that's really the attraction yeah. of, of where travel began for me. Are there any places that you've been fantasizing about during quarantine? At Bali. 
I want to go to Bali. There's something about that life, you know, and the flip-flop life for me is the best life. You know, I, I want that life. Just, just the ocean, t-shirt, and my, my feet in the sand. That's what I'm all about. What do you think about the future of, of celebrity culture, entertainment culture, and, and the show coming out on Netflix? That is true, mm -hmm. great TV filmmaking. Uh, and I mm -hmm. think this kind of quarantine or this period will ensure that the kind of cream rises to the, to, to, to the top. But what do you think about mm -hmm. the future of celebrity culture? You know, I think it's very tenuous, Ben. I really do. I think the whole thing is very, very flimsy right now. Anytime you see people suffering and people dying is obviously a horrible, horrible time. And, you know, I used to work in a convalescent home when I was a kid. And I know what it's like in, in those places. And, you know, to, to see that on the news every day, to watch these people go such tragic ways and uh, being bodies being piled up like that. It really breaks my heart. I think it's a different world. I think this is a, a completely different radical world from what we've known. And I, I don't think we'll ever be the same. I think 2020 will go down. It's one of those years that we always talk about. Do you remember 2020? Oh, it's nothing like 2020 was. Uh, you didn't live through 2020. As we get older, we'll tell the people that weren't around. You, this, you got nothing to worry about because 2020 was a year to remember. So, you know, I think that it's hard to talk about celebrity because, you know, what is, is it exactly? Again, it's, it's, it's fantasy. It's escapism. You know, we kind of live through other people. But I think that um, hopefully we can all help get through this time, whatever that means. You know, me being here with you and just having a conversation about what it looks like, what life looks like. Um, you know, people are passing at, a, at, a, at an alarming rate every day. And um, mm -hmm. those people matter. Those people, they have meetings. They're not, they're not a number. You know, it's not a statistic. It's, there's, those are lives. But you, you've always had a real focus on social justice, on civil rights, you know, and, and kind of a bubble do, doing the right thing. And you're known for it. And it's admirable. It's one of the reasons I like you. Um, uh, you know, and I think if, if anybody with a, with a platform or a voice needs to use it, you know, it could be something very small like this, or it could be something like Lady Gaga uh, producing the big charity festival mm -hmm. last Saturday. Mm -hmm. But where does your motivation and passion for, for kind of social justice and, and philanthropy and charity work, where does that come from? Well, I think initially it definitely comes from my, my mom. She adopted me when I was uh, 19, Eve Ensler. She wrote the Vagina Monologues. And uh, she has an organization called V-Day. And I've mm. Around the world, in terms, we went to Africa. She opened a safe house for women there in Congo, and that was remarkable to go there and see this place that she, this oasis that she created for women who have been abused and raped and tortured, and and they can come there and they can they can live, um, they can heal, they can change. So I think a lot of my and I and I, just, I a lot of my activism comes from her and her influence. I, I think that she does remarkable work in the world and um and she still does on a daily basis so i think that i'm always motivated by her brilliant going back you said you love to take pictures you're a photographer you've had a couple of shows and uh, am i right mm. in saying that the profits or proceeds for, from those shows go to this particular cause that your yeah. mother's done? to to v-day yes absolutely v -Day. yeah uh, well you know when whenever this ends we'd like to maybe we'll have another show at the edition somewhere
Now, Frank told me yesterday that you've, you've visited six editions, which is uh, pretty incredible out of the 10 that we have. I think that's, that's definitely yeah. out there in the top couple of Well, I mean, I love the Edition Hotel. I think that you guys have created something so spectacular. And, you know, and funny enough, when I was, there were fires here in Los Angeles. Um, yes. uh, and I had to evacuate. I looked out my window and the fire was coming. And I was like, and that moment is another another great moment where you realize, oh, what do I take? Because people talk about that in right. movies or documentaries. You're like, what are you left with? What do you what do you take? And ultimately, I took my dog Otis, who's here right with yeah. me, and um, I took some pictures. And I had nowhere to go. And luckily, uh, Frank was in town with Ian Schrager and and you and and you offered me a place at the edition in in Los Angeles, and I stayed there for a few days, and it was so helpful and. And, you know, being at the Edition Hotels was like, for me, and also I was in New York for the opening of, of uh, the Edition in Times Square. Otis didn't have anywhere to go, and you gave him a room. That's you right. guys have been very kind to me, and I, uh, I uh, always feel very at home at the Edition. Dylan, this might be a wild one, but I, I've got to just quote this. It is with great fanfare that I'd like to announce the formation of the Dylan McDermott Fan Club for Middle-Aged Gay Men. <laughs> Leslie Jordan announced that to his 3.9 million followers last week, I think. Now, if you're not following Leslie Jordan on Instagram, you absolutely should. He will have you laughing. You may recognize him, you may not. He is an actor, he's an older gentleman. He's an actor, absolutely brilliant, very, very funny. Is, is he a friend of yours? Yes, he is. We actually did an American Horror oh. Story uh, together in uh, 1984 and you know, it was one of those things where he walked on the set and I just was like, this guy is the funniest person on the planet. Is he like that? Just he is exactly like that. And everything, every word out of his mouth, you want to just like fall over on the floor and laugh because he's just, he's just hilarious. So anyway, we just really hit it off and um, became fast friends. And then suddenly he came up with an Instagram, which was, was so funny. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But it's not the first time because you are known, clearly you've been nominated for Man of the Year. You're known to be an incredibly nice person in Hollywood. Didn't you have a, have a scene or, or an episode dedicated to you in Family Guy as well? Yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, Laura Flynn Boyle, who is a great friend of mine, she was in, in, in bed and um, Peter said to her, Lara, is Dylan McDermott nice? <laughs> <laughs> you know you made yes, it. yes. <laughs> that's right. I know you live between New York and LA, and I think I've seen you many times in New York. Uh, and obviously yeah. New York is at the center of the corona epidemic, uh, which is, is very sad. So, so even though you're in LA, what does it mean to you to be a New Yorker at this time? Um, you know, my heart is always in New York. I grew up there, and so it was. It's it's always it's always sad for me to to hear anything bad about New York. But this in particular, I mean, uh, has been so devastating for so many people that it broke my heart. It really broke my heart because you know that's like that's like my family in New York. And every day when I watch, you know, Governor Cuomo give his, his speeches, you know, it's just, and then you see the protesters and you, you see the madness of, of what has happened. And I hope that it can recover. 
um, quickly because, you know, New York is the center of the world mm-hmm. and it deserves to be. I mean, it's just um, it's everything about it. I, I'm still I'm still in love with New York. I remember the first time I went there because I grew up in Connecticut with my grandmother. My father lived in the village. And uh, the first time I I took the bus down to New York and we went through Harlem and we went through Times Square and then finally into Port Authority. And I was just like, this is this is my home. This was like, you know, in the 60s or something. And I was like, this is my home. This is where I want to be. Yeah, you're, you're, you're a New Yorker, but it is a little different. I speak to my friends in California and I, I, I have a feeling it's a, it's a, little, it's a little different in, in California. Yeah, it's um, a lot different. But, Absolutely. Uh, New, York, New York is a resilient and we will bounce back stronger and better than ever. Even if we don't, we're going to tell everybody we are. <laughs> That's right. The great thing about uh, us as people is that we're, like, as you said, we're adaptable. You, no matter what, you know, we're going to figure it out. We're coming back, you know, we're coming back in a couple of weeks and it's going to open up. Uh, things are going to be different, but we're going to make the best of it because we always do. Mm-hmm. I went out this morning and I was quite surprised mm-hmm. at how busy, how busy the streets were for the first time. I mean, we haven't been going out much at all. But uh, I was mm-hmm. quite surprised at how how busy the streets were. So I think people are just people are just raring to, to to get out again. And I think there's going to be this kind of revenge consumerism. And I, I hope as well that within that rebrand, it does recreate a lot of jobs. You were a bartender. I was also a bartender in my early twenties. A lot of people living paycheck to paycheck. And I think uh, uh, I'm just looking forward to things opening again so that the job market is available for those that need jobs. And I, and I, think, it, I think it will be to some degree because New Yorkers are resilient and, and we are social creatures by nature and we're going to yeah. want to be out. I mean, who's going to keep Frank company? <laughs> That's right. I think it's important to remember that, you know, we can't rush back. We kind of have to put our toe in the water and like I did, like I did yesterday, but it's important to, you know, have that mask on to you know to change your mask to wash your mask to get a new mask to to wear gloves to wear glasses i think all that stuff that may be uncomfortable for a second uh mm-hmm. is something that we have to be vigilant about in terms of spread so yeah. i think it's it, it's just getting used to a, a new normal or a new abnormal if you will and that's okay because we have to slow it because this thing is not going away it's going to be around for a while that's right Especially in places like New York, we have to take extra precaution because we're uh, in very close proximity to each other all the time. A lot of things have happened and we start the conversation by saying there have been some silver linings during this lockdown. Obviously, the one you mentioned is probably the most important, that connection we've had with the people we love, with our family and friends. And then the other for me is, and that's what I want to ask you about, is this kind of cultural digital revolution that's been happening. Instagram Live and Zoom and Teams and people doing pub quizzes and dance classes and yoga and meditation. Is there anything during this digital cultural revolution, anything that you're getting involved in? Well, I have to do a lot of interviews, uh, you know, via Zoom. So I'm on this every day uh, talking to people like like yourself. And it's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I, maybe I'm old school, but I still prefer the human interaction. (laughs) You know, I want to see you in person. Um, I want to give you a hug and, but you know, it's, it's, it's different now. And I think it's going to be this way for a while. I think this interaction, I don't think I'm seeing you for, you know, whatever for a while. So this is the way it's going to be. And, and, and whatever it is, thank God we have this. Can you imagine if we didn't have this? Right. We'd have to read books. 
Yeah, <laughs> we'd be smarter. <laughs> we'd be smarter. I mean, I grew up with the dial phone, you know, where you'd have to call back. Right. That's how you got? That's how they got you. Of course. And then did you have a pay? And then a pager? And then you had a pager. Yeah, no pager, just a dial phone when I was a kid. And and I used, I think about that often. Like, you know, they'd have to call back. How did anybody ever do business? But the world seemed fine. I think people had to be at home more. Yeah, yeah. Hello? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm, I tried to call you earlier. <laughs> that was yeah. it. Be home. I'll call you there. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So any major kind of epiphanies or aha moments that you've had? Yeah, I think that this for, for me has been forcing myself to look at me as a person, who I am, what's my legacy, you know, what is my relationship to my children? What is my relationship to my friends? Because as you said, we have time. We actually have time now to explore those things. Because, you know, there's always an element of distraction in life. You know, we're distracting on going to work or going to the gym or going somewhere else and not having to deal with self and who we are. And I think that for me, I, I, I've kind of, I've done a deep dive and, and looked at all the good things and trying to make things better inside myself. So, you know, I don't know if I would have done that necessarily without this, but I think I've been forced into it and, and that turned out to be a good thing. And my relationship with my kids, you know, because you never want to be that, that person at the end of their life. Like, oh, I wish I, I spent more time, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing that now, which has been a, such a gift. That really is a gift. I think the biggest for me is that we actually have time to be still mm -hmm. and sort of reset and think about what's important in life and, um, and dream. We have space to dream. You know, we really do. And we, we, we are not distracting, you know, as much as we, I'm sure our, all our time on the phone is way up looking at stuff. But I, I also think that there's, there's time that I've been looking inside, which has been remarkable. Dylan, before we go, I'm going to do a quick fire round, if that's okay. We have a little fun. Sure. You got uh, it. The whole idea of these live sessions with a hotel life is to keep mainly the hospitality and travel industry connected, informed, and a little bit entertained. So quick fire round. Very simple. Favorite cocktail? Um, I don't drink, so club soda, piece of lime. Piece of advice you'd give your 21-year-old self? Never give up. Never give up. Did you give yourself that advice at 21? I wish I had. Okay. But I, you know, I think I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm pugnacious and I'm a, a person that, that doesn't truly, I actually have never give up on my, in Thai, I have it, a, a tattoo. So I, I, I sort of my, my mantra in life is never give up. I love that. First place you'll travel to when the uh, travel ban is, is, is uh, lifted. Bali. Bali, right, great. I'll meet you there. I, I will definitely meet you there. Yeah, <laughs> pack a bag. Uh, okay, this is award you'd wished you'd won. I mean, you know, everybody wishes they won an Oscar, right? Right, so. fair enough. Um, when you were a kid, who was your, who was your celebrity crush? Wow. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, I have a picture of her in my house. She sent me on my birthday, as a matter of fact who has always been my celebrity crush uh, and my first one, and still to this day, Barbara Eden in I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, 
Yes, because you know she. Did you ever see the show? The show? No, no. Oh, I dream of no. genie. You must watch it. She is a genie, and she lives in a bottle. Amazing. And she, <laughs> the art direction inside the bottle, Ben, you're gonna. Is love this it. this is something to do with the fantasy? The fantasy piece when you were a kid. It's all fantasy. Right. The whole thing is, still is. Love it. Do you know, mine were the two ladies who drove the Lamborghini in the Cannonball Run. Do you ever see that Burt Reynolds? Oh, the Cannonball oh yeah, Run? sure, sure. Yeah, that was what, when I was Very there. specific. <laughs> I was thinking about it when I was asking you the question. I was like, did, I a, did I have a crush? It was like it was the two ladies in the Cannonball Run of the Lamborghini. Um, do you have a favorite actor? Favorite actor? Yeah, I think, I think you know... It's hard to, I mean, Daniel Day-Lewis, I think, yeah. is probably the greatest actor, pound for pound, that's ever lived. Marlon Brando is right there with him, you know. But it's, um, I, I've studied them, and they're incredible. Do you have a favorite hotel in the world? Well, as I said, the Edition Hotels are some of my favorite places in the world. That one in Turkey that we went to. With the Bodrum Edition? Called? The the Bob, oh, Bob, yes. Yes. How about that one? Smart hard math. to beat that one. Very smart. That's math. pretty hard to be. I would like to be there right now. As a matter of fact, in that little hoping we can oh, reopen that soon. So, we uh, we have to have a reunion. You, me, and Frank, you. Tansy. We have to go back to the Bodrum because that and that little fishing village. I don't know if you ever went there. Did you go to that little village? Etrim village, uh, where we bought the rugs. No, there was another one, a small one. You must go there. Oh my God. It was like when you take a right outside the hotel room. I mean, outside the hotel and, and all of a sudden there's this little fishing village that will blow your mind. One last quick question. Quarantine skill you've discovered? Gardening. Gardening. Never knew I had it in me, but I'm really enjoying it because I'm making, making, I'm cooking for the first time too, which I've never done because I'm forced into it again. I'm forced into all these things that are really good for me that self-care, you know, self-care is, is so important that, you know, we rely on other people to do for us, but it's really important for us to do it for ourselves. And I've been doing a lot more of that than I ever have. I think it's incredible gardening and cooking. I mean, there's going to be so many, you know, I'm sure somebody's going to put together a, a lockdown banana bread recipe. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's, everybody's been giving that a bash. We've been, we've been doing the same. We've been eating, eating healthy and cooking for ourselves. So Dylan, Hollywood comes out on Friday on Netflix. Friday. Yes, please watch. Watch the trailer, which I did last night. It looks absolutely brilliant, thoroughly entertaining and exactly the escapism we need at this time. Dylan, thank you so much for being so generous with your time. Uh, I know you're very busy and I really, really appreciate it. And I hope we get to I get, hope we get to hang out somewhere soon. Yes, thank you so much, Ben. I appreciate it. Happy birthday, Frank. By Happy birthday, Life, Frank. An award-winning travel website and community founded by Ben Pundell. This episode features Dylan McDermott, actor, activist and traveller.